Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Father, we just really want to thank you this morning that you're here, you're, you're with us, you're for us, and you've got amazing things that you have stored up and already have given it to us. So, Father, we just pray that there is a divine revelation in this place right now that will change us and transform us. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said? Amen. You may be seated. You know, when we're talking about supernatural acceleration, we're not talking about a message. We're talking about that's what God wants for your life. One of the things that you need to put into your spirit straight away, that in God there is no such a thing as a failure. In God, there is no disappointment. In God, there is no lack. So when, we, when God says, I've made you in my image, he says, I didn't put failure in you. So therefore, if your life is synonymous with failure and you think failure, there's something wrong. So when God created us, He's, he created us for success. He created us for more forward momentum. So in God, if you, so when people are familiar, familiar with lack, familiar with non-acceleration, familiar with failure, means that you're living outside of the realm that God has designed for you. You're allowed to get excited. So you get, watch this. The Bible says this. In, uh, it's not... It's not most of you know it. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. It, you know, we use it in baby dedications. But the Bible says, these are the plans I have for you. Therefore, it means that God has an eternal plan for you. The Bible has a plan where you will spend the rest of eternity. Jesus said it like this way. I'm going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. So in other words, God says, I've already prepared that you will spend eternity next to me. So God has all of these plans for you. And when we started this year, we started to kick off divine acceleration. And last week, we did a whole section of why such a short burst of faith. We talked about Peter walking on the water. I want you to do just a quick recap. Peter's faith was designed to meet Jesus on the water, not in the boat. So when Peter, when God said to him, come, he said, your destination is to be with me on the water. Now watch this. This is what we learned last week. That when you step out on the water, the water starts to splash. That means the water is splashing you, but you're on top of it. So the splash of the water on what you're walking to is an indicator that you are ruling, not failing. So you can be wet, but you haven't sunk. The problem we have, the moment we get wet, we think there's something wrong. So there is Peter. Now, what you notice, when he was walking on the water, he was walking on top of a storm. So he could feel the wind. He could feel the water. He could, you know, he could, he could feel the eyes of the guys on the boat going, uh-oh, it's not going to end well. You know, so what we have this, see, those are, external pressures but are not an indicator of the internal faith that you have. 
So what happens is this, is when you're walking on the water, you either keep your eyes on what's inside of you or what's outside of you. What is outside of you wants to be in you. So the water that was splashing on him had a desire to be in Peter, but Peter said no, and he kept on moving. So now watch this. The problem with us is this, is we get short bursts of faith. So what God is doing in us is to give us endurance that the faith that is in us will carry us through. See, the faith within you that God gave you as a gift is designed to get you over. So many times in the scripture we have this where Jesus says, we're going to the other side. It is amazing how quickly we forget what God has said in the midst of a storm. When they were in the boat, Jesus was asleep. But I want you to know, before Jesus had a sleep, he had a word. And he said to the disciples, we are going to the other side. The word of God, correct? So the moment they get in a storm, what's the first thing that they lose? Is the last word that God gave them. You get, you, you're going through a, a hard relationship struggle. What did God say? Today, I am celebrating, Silva and I are celebrating 40 years of marriage. Now, yeah, give Silva a hand. But in those 40 years, we got wet. The boat started sinking. Things started happening. Did I make the right choice? Did she make the right choice? Why? But then you go back to the beginning. So what? if you want to build a great relationship, you've got to know how you started before you got in the boat. Come on. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. But there's a storm. The storm is not a reflection that the word is gone. So what we have here is that we, you have faith, but you've got such a short burst of faith. You know, come on. You make a decision when the music is playing. You make the decision here. But the moment you get out in the car park, guess what? The emotion is gone. The feeling is gone. The people cheering you on is gone. You get married and everybody's clapping you. Wake up in the morning and you're by yourselves. See, the thing is we do is we remember the emotion where the commitment was made, but we forget the commitment. We want the feeling, but God says you don't need the feeling. You've already got, you already had the feeling. Get over it. So where we're going today is this. The The whole thing today is that keep to the script. Keep to the script. Jesus was always keeping to the script. When Jesus started his ministry, he got tempted. And the temptation was that, hey, you don't... What Satan wasn't saying is that I don't want you to go to the cross. He was saying, let me show you a better way. And every time that Jesus was tempted, he said this, it is written... It is written. See, when you keep to the script, that means, number one, somebody has had to write it. See, if if you want to be an actor, right, 
One of the things you do, you can have a, a, a production where you make it up as you go. How many of you heard that thing is, you know, just make it up as you go? Hey, what, what's, where are we going? I don't know. We're making it up as we go. Hey, just got married. What's, what's your destination? We're making it up as we go. I'm, go. I'm going to the airport. Where are you going? I don't know. I'll make it up as I go. You know, sometimes we do destinations like this. We don't know where we want to go, but then we look at our price range and we go, wow, I want to go on holidays. Where do you want to go? I don't know. What does my finance tell me? So you buy a ticket according to your finance. Well, what's the closest way? Phillip Island. I'm going to go overseas. Where are you going? Phillip Island. Wow. I got first class tickets. Yeah, it's in my car. See, the script for your life is already written. I just want you to think about that. The script of your life is already written. The Bible says, these are the thoughts I have for you. In other words, before you came on this earth, Jesus had thoughts about your future and he made plans and he made destinations and he put it in you. So before you came, when you came on this planet, God had already pre-designed everything that you're going to do, live and be. So in other words, God did not put failure in Adam. God didn't put failure in you. God didn't put disappointment in you. God never put lack in you. But what's, what tends to happen with us is because we don't, we don't understand what was written about us, then we don't keep to the script. See, my, see you're, you're, you're good? Now, we need to step out into the supernatural by doing this, is that God never put me on the earth and said, what do you... Let's make it up as you go. Whatever you want to do. God says, these are the plans I have for you. I want to bless you. I want to make you the head and not the tail. I want to make you from above and not beneath. I want you to be full of so much that you become the provision for somebody else. So lack is not written down in you. Negativity is not written in you. Doubt is not written in you. God says that my word have I written on your heart. So listen to Philippians 4.9. Keep to the script. Whatever you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, do it. And the God of peace will what? Walk with you. So if we keep to the script, we can't just step into line with God. Uh, to keep to the script means to continue to follow the existing plan, outline, guidelines, and directions. Now, let, let's do something really deep here. When I don't know where I'm going, right, somebody gives me the address. The first thing I need is an address. So what I do is I'll go into my car, I'll put the address in. And the moment I put the address in, it doesn't ask me, how do you want to get there? What street do you want? You know what it will do? Naturally, when you get into your GPS, there's another word that says from your destination. You go, yes, and then there's a button that says go. Or it, it, you know, it even tells you what day do you want to go. But the, see, the thing is, it's not activated until you press go. And the, your GPS is designed to take you the fastest route. 
and therefore, and then you don't even have to visually see it. It talks to you. And you can choose the language. You can choose whether you want a man's voice or a woman's voice. I was in a car and the guy got so bored that he goes, he goes, he was, a, he was an Australian, he put Spanish. So, that, so the, the maps talk to him in Spanish. See, what, what happens is this. You get your destination, you press go, and, God, and then it takes over. So you don't have to know how to get there. What you need to do is listen how to get there. There needs to be some sort of obedience. So he tells you at the next stop sign, turn left. But, and see, what we sometimes do is we, we, we go, I don't like that. I, I prefer this. I prefer that. See, you and I are the ones that slow it down. Because when I put it in, I want the fastest route. I don't want the scenic route. I don't want 10 stops. What I want to do, come on, how many of you, when you want to get somewhere, you just want to get there? When you're booking a plane ticket, it tells you 10 stops. No, I don't want a 10 stops. I want to get on the plane. I want to wake up and I'm there. It never says, you know, my, my, my GPS never says, do you want a scenic route? Do you want a coffee shop route? Do you want a lunch route? Do you want to go via Sydney to get to Phillip Island? Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, I'll take the scenic. See, one of the things that we do here, watch this. To keep to the script whatever you've learned and received and heard from me. So the first thing you need to know is what is the script? So you know what God does? That's what we were saying. The Bible says this, keep to the script. So we've been encouraging you this year to write down what you lost. So you go, what have I lost? That's your script. God's, God is now filling in the script for you. Hey, I've lost finance. Put finance. I've lost friendships. Friendships. I've lost house. I've lost my business. You write it down. You know what the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.4? It says, write it down so whoever reads it can run quickly. So therefore, it means when something is written, you give it speed. So you go, so you start doing that. So the things that you lost. And then on the other one, you start on top of the heading. What does God want me to have? What does the God want me to be? And you start writing it down. And so what happens is this. Now watch this. This is a supernatural law. You don't need to know how to get there. You just need to know where you're going. God takes off the rest. The Bible says this. A farmer... He sows a seed. He doesn't know how it grows, but he knows that he's going to grow. So one of the things that we get ourselves over, well, this is what I want, but I don't know how to get there. You don't need to know how to get there. It is the seed. It is the destination that needs to have to get there. Listen to, listen to this scripture. In Philippians 4.9, continue to stand firm in the Lord and follow my instruction in this letter. Don't waver, stay on track, steady in God. So God says this, is once you know and you accept what God wants you to do, then the Holy Spirit takes over and he says, now I will teach you how to get there. I will teach you what to do. See, what happens is this. People are saying, 
God doesn't talk to me. Here's the issue. God, God can't give you directions when you don't want to go anywhere. Excuse me? Have you ever had an Uber roll up at your door and go, knock, knock, hey, I'm here to pick you up. Oh, I don't know where to go. Oh, that's okay. Why don't we sit and drive? Let's use fuel. See, what happens is this, is our hearing becomes open when we know, God, this is what I want. God, I want to be healthy. The moment you put that down, then the Holy Ghost starts to work within you to bring it forth in your life. If you want to know how to get a wife and a husband, let me show you. The way it happened to me is I heard it, somebody else, and I remember I was dating. And I thought, I am so sick of dating. It costs so much. Right, you've got to pay for a meal for somebody, you go, oh, no. You know, but then I actually, God spoke to me, says, why don't you tell me what you want? So I actually wrote down what I wanted. And then the moment I saw Sylvie, God said, is that, is that it? I said, yes, it is. And I said, God, I, I bags her. In the name of Jesus, I claim her as my own. And from that very moment on, she had four other guys chasing after her. But then God stepped in. And God said, you look at her. So, so what happened is this. I didn't have to fight for her. God did the fighting. Why? Because I had a destination. Think about it. We spend so much time trying to get things and do things. And God says, if you write it down, you tell me what you want, and then I will direct you how to get it. So the moment on, God touched Sylvie's eyes, and she, she didn't see anybody else except me. She goes, I'm in a room full of people. What people? I can only see Ted. See, we, we've, the Bible tells us it's powerful when you write things down. It's powerful when you know what you want. You know, you know, people understand what they don't want. God, I don't want this kind of person. I don't want this. But what do you want? See, religion teaches you what, not, what you can't have or what you don't want. But God teaches you what's already inside of you. He says, do you want what I've got for you? Okay. Watch this. In Deuteronomy 5, 32 to 33, says this. So be very careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't we, don't we off to the right or to the left. Walk straight down the road God's road. God commanded so. And you will have a good life, a, a, life, a long life in the land that you are about to possess. So God says this. I I, my desire is to give you my desire is to bless you. My desire is your healing. My desire is your prosperity. My desire is your marriage. My desire is your relationship. And the Bible says this, is that once you come into agreement with God, what God has, then the Holy Ghost says, now we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. We're moving forward. We're moving into the things in God. 
and the Bible says this. So what happens is this. All of us start our Christian life. We, we get encouraged. We go to meetings. We go to seminars. And we start out. The problem we have is not our starting, but our problem is the continuing in what God has said to us. See, God has a script for Faith Life Church. It hasn't changed. God has a script for your marriage. It hasn't changed. God has a script for your life, for your business, for everything about you. God has a script. And God says this, because it's my script, I know how to get you there. And if you follow my instructions, you'll get the shortest route and you'll get it. Watch this. God took three million people out of Egypt miraculously and he said, stay to the script. They saw the opposition. They saw the waves. They go, hey, we can't do it. They went off script. Guess what? They went off script. 40 years later, everybody that went off script didn't go into the promised land. So the issue was not this. Did God design them to live in the promised land? Yes. Who went off script? God or them? They did. So what you have is this. Look at John 8.31 says this. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. The word there, continue, means is that that you are continuing in what was written and you are not allowing circumstances or anybody else to do it. This is the best way I can put it to you. When you don't continue in your word and you don't, let, you, you don't fill the word out, you get a blank page. Here's the problem. Because you're not writing in it, guess what? Somebody else is going to write in it. You either write what God has said about your life or circumstances will. Condemnation will. Failure will. Religion will. And that's why God says, I want you to write it down. I want you to continue in my word. And the way we continue in our word is really simple. Pastor Silva mentioned it before. In James chapter 3. In James chapter 3, James is talking about how small things affect large things. And he starts to talk about the mouth. And he says something really interesting. He says, you can have a large boat, but you have a small rudder, and the small rudder determines where the boat will be. So you know what he does? He doesn't spend time talking about how good the boat is, how big the boat is, he just says this, if you see the boat, what takes it to the destination is that it is the mouth. I remember the first, I mean, he says, and he talks about horses. How many of you have ever ridden a horse? I mean, I, I, I've never understood this until, the, until then, right? Uh, a good friend of mine came up to me and says, oh, Ted, I'm into, you know, uh, he's into horse riding, and he had quarter horses, the Australian quarter horses, and um, he goes to me, would you like to go riding with me? So we come to this place, and I meet the owner of it, and he's a professional trainer. He's a world-class horse trainer. And he gives me his horse. And, and, and you've got to understand this, right? I've never been on a horse. The closest thing I've seen on a horse is watching Man from Snowy River on television, right? 
So I've never been. Anyway, I get on it. I am. I'm just like, don't get it. He gets on there. Now he goes like this. Now, if he wanted to go, just, just go, and he will go. If he wanted to stop, just pull back. If you wanted to go sideways, put your foot here. Whatever you want to do. And it was magic. I thought I was man from Snowy River. I, I mean, I, 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 I kid you not, right? Yeah, I got the reins. I could make the horse go backwards, forwards, sideways. I could make it bolt and then stop. I mean, I'm just thinking, how good am I? And I think they missed the casting. They missed the script. It should have been Ted Fabianic, man from Snowy River. Man, man from Point Cook. Uh, but then what happened was, because the horse was trained, so he knew where to go. Then the following, following week, he says, Ted, you want to go around again? Oh, yeah. But this time, I didn't get the, uh, the trainer's horse. I got this animal. <laughs> this, I, I believe it was possessed. I believed it needed something. Anyway, so I come on it, and it was so unresponsive because it wasn't trained. It went what it wanted to do. I wanted to go sideways, it went backwards. I wanted to go backwards, it went frontwards. I wanted to go, it wouldn't go. I wanted to stop and it kept going faster. And I'm going, that's it, never been on a horse since. But here's something here. He says, one, you know where to go and you're trained. That means that you know where your destination is. And guess what? You get to your destination by speaking, not effort. So the Bible says when you get a boat, storms come. You get currents coming and pushing you off course. So what do you do? You keep moving it back. You want a great relationship? You've just had an argument. What do you do? You speak, please forgive me. I forgive you. Let's get back on track. You fall flat on your face. You get up. You speak to yourself. We, come on, Fabs. We're going to get up. We're going. You have a disappointment. How do you correct it? You speak. He is the key for acceleration. Speak to it. Speak to it. So you keep the script. What did God say? We're going to the other side, but the waves are coming in. What did God say? We're going to make it. You start to speak to your body. Well, the doctors say this, but the Word of God says this. It's taking you back on course. Uh, you know, come on. You, you put your bank card in or whatever card you got, you're going to pay. And then all of a sudden, it says declined. Speak to it. We are used to speaking the circumstances. We are not used to speaking the destination. We're used to saying, most people can describe the waves, the wind, the force in the boat, but tell them, I want you to describe the destination. We struggle because we spend more time educating ourselves on the environment that we are walking on than the destination that God has for us. So when I wake you up in the morning, well, what is it that you want from today? Well, I'll see what happens. No, you start to write it in. You start to declare. You start to move in. So James is saying us here is that this, is that you get to your destination by your mouth. 
that means you start to declare, this is what is going to happen. Sul and I, we just started ministry, and we were in Wagga, Wagga Wagga. I know why they call it Wagga Wagga. You go Wagga, Wagga Wagga. Anyway, we're there, and uh, uh, Sylve falls pregnant. She's bleeding. We go to the doctors, and the doctors kind of start to prep Sylve up, for it looks like you're probably going to lose the baby. Then we get religion steps in. So this religious person came to us and said this, you know what, maybe God is taking this baby away because you should be in ministry, but now this is going to slow down the ministry. So you get that lumped on it. So, so, get, so it puts you in a situation where we are. I'm on a high-paying job. I give it up. We sell our house. We buy a four-wheel drive, we're going to go caravan, we're going to go minister all around Australia. So we leave everything, sell everything, we end up being in a tin shed in somebody's backyard. Okay, we've got the bed, we had Jesse on one side, Christine on here, and that was it. All of a sudden, and I'm going, wow. And then the ministry that we were supposed to be with had a had a failure, and so they were now out of the ministry. We are in Wagga Wagga. I am jobless. I'm living in a tin shed. I'm living in a garden shed. My best friend was a lawnmower. And on top of all of that, Suvay is pre- the doctors are prepping her up, saying, looks like you're going to lose it. I get religion telling me, probably God's will, because you should be out ministering, not worried about this. So all of a sudden, the course starts to change. I am now looking at the waves, but I've forgotten who my God is. I remember with Silva and I, we got, the kids were minded, we went over there and wept. The funny thing is, is the tears didn't help. It's good to express emotion, but emotions don't take you over. It's the, and then all of a sudden, the Word of God came in. We started confessing. You, she shall live and she shall not die. We started to speak to the baby that's inside of it. She will live and she will not die. She's going to be a pleasure to us. She's going to bring us blessing in our home. And we started to speak to it. We started to speak to it. We started to speak to it. So what we decided, we just go, God, babies are a gift from God. So this is my gift. We wanted a Stephanie. We want her. And all of a sudden, there was a shift. We started to speak destination instead of the problem. We started to go, okay, God, I don't get it. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. I am in a tin shed. I am frustrated, but enough is enough. What we're doing is we started to speak. We started to speak. I would lay my hands on her stomach, and we go, you will live, and you will not die, and you will declare the glory of God. We decided our situation is going to change. And you know what? Everything changed. We went back to Melbourne. We had our Stephanie. We bought a house. All this miracle stuff. Started happening. The job that I left, they gave me a job and paid me more. What happened was, is that we went off course, but because of what we spoke, God brought us back on course. And see, what, wherever you are today, whatever you're fighting, get back to the script. God said, you're not a failure, you're a victor. 
God said that you are not dirty, but you are clean. God said that you are the righteousness of God. See, you've got to go back to the script. What Satan does, he doesn't want you to get to your destination. He wants you to take the condemnation route. He wants you to take the failure route. And the worst thing of all, what he wants, is for you to change your destination. Isn't that interesting? Just think about this. Is that Abraham has a destination. I'm going to have a child. And then all of a sudden, everything else fails. And he goes, my body's gone. My wife's body's gone. But then God says to him, don't change the destination. I'm here to tell you by God this morning and those watching online is that God hasn't changed the script. Get onto the script. What has God said? What has God said? What has God said? What has God said about our church? Done. What has God said about you? What has God said about your finance? He hasn't changed his mind. He hasn't changed his mind. Peter falls. I haven't changed the script, Peter. Get up. Thomas goes, I won't believe. Jesus doesn't go, look, can somebody just take Thomas out? Maybe start another live group, and then, but don't put him in this one. He says, Thomas, I haven't changed my script for you. Moses, I haven't changed my script. David, I haven't changed my script. Sarai, I haven't changed my script. I really feel this in the Holy Spirit. Some of you feel like that God's changed the script. Well, yeah, that would have been good 10 years ago. That would have been good five years ago. That could have been 15. God says, I haven't changed the script. So therefore, it means this. Get a load of this, and I'm going to finish on this. There's these two guys, when, 40, when over 3 million adults had to shift, there were two guys. And because they didn't change the script, God kept them in a frame of physical fitness, mental fitness, so that they could, they could go and possess the land. Because God said this, okay, I've got a 40-year reroute. But I tell you what, my destination hasn't changed. And guess what? Every, they saw everybody else go and go and go. And they said, what's your destination? My destination is that mountain. My destination is that valley. And what God says, because you didn't change your destination, I kept you. I'm here to tell you, don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. It might not look right. It might not feel right. I might not have anybody else agree with me. But the script doesn't change. It is written. I will be the head and not the tail. I'm going to be above and not beneath. So what we need to do today is to get into the move of God, to get into the feel of God and saying this, start to speak over it. Your greatest asset is your mouth. What are you saying? What are you saying over yourself? What are you saying over your marriage? What are you saying over your business, over your house? Because what you say takes it back to the course. So all of a sudden, you get the winds and they're pulling you off course and go, let's go back on. And you go, oh, okay, it's pulling me this way. Let's go back on. I'm here to tell you that everything that God has promised you God hasn't changed his mind. God hasn't changed his mind about you. But the, peop, the doctors say this, God hasn't changed his mind. The bank says this, God hasn't changed his mind. 
You know, in this, in this, you cannot watch the news without everybody changing their mind. The government's changing its mind about what it's going to give you. The banks are changing their mind on your interest rate. Everybody's changing their mind because no one's keeping to the script. But we are of the people that keep the script. God will keep the script. Okay, why don't you stand with me? We're going to spend a little bit of time. I want you to start to declare God's script over your life. See, I, I, can, I can do this for you. I, I can preach for you. I can declare it. But the Bible says it's your mouth because it's your victory. And, and just right now, I'm, I'm just really sensing the, in the Holy Spirit that some of you feel like God's changed his mind because of what you've done. But just look at me for a second. As Pastor was saying, Pastor Silva was saying about the resurrection. Sometimes what Satan tries to do is this. He goes, your failure has rewritten the script. What you did, what you said, has rewritten the script. But I'm here to tell you that Satan is a liar. I'm here, I'm here to tell you that he's a liar. He has, and he doesn't do anything but lie. But God says this. I want you to notice with me very carefully. When Adam fell, he changed the script. So what did God do? He came down to earth and he says, no, no, hey, I'm going to rub this script out. I'm bringing you back to the original. You'll find, you'll find this all the way through Scripture. Every time there is a fall, God comes down and says, no, no, I didn't write this in you. I wrote this. Come on, I'm going to lift you up. I want to just declare over you today that God is, has not changed His mind about you. God has not that. No one, no one can When God writes it, it's, in, it's done deal. So lift up your hands with me. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak life over me. God, I speak life into my physical body. Just right now, why don't you just start to speak and get your body online. Father, I just thank you that my body is responding to the blood of Jesus. Father, I just thank you that by your stripes, I am healed. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing into bodies. Father, those watching online, every single person, the script has been written. You were healed by the blood of Jesus. You were healed by His stripes. And the Bible says, talks about wounds. It says, God heals every disappointment. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let there be emotional healing right now. Father, right now, in the Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and Father, right now, in all the things that we are, you've told us that we're going to have, Father, all the promises that you gave us, Father, right now, where, Father, you haven't changed your mind, that you're going to bless us, favor us, multiply us. Father God, you're going to do good things in us. God, God, our heart, our, we will flow with abundance. Father, we will be fruitful. Father, 
our lives will be praiseworthy. Our life would be glorious. Our lives would be a redemption story for the world to see. Father, we just thank you that, Father, that we are, you are the God that's more than enough. Father, I just thank you that I am healed of all lack. I am healed of all the needs. Father, I am healed of all the disappointment. Father, I will declare the glory of the Lord. I will live and I will not die and I will declare the glory of God. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just declare it. Father, we're going back on course. My life is back on course. My finances are back on course. My relationships are back on course. Father, everything in my life is back on course in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a great shout. Powerful, powerful Word of God, yes. You know, the Word of God is living and active. It's able to shift things in our lives. And what a powerful, not just a reminder, but a living Word that as we walk it out, as we do it, just do it. Do His Word and you'll see God do great things. We're going to open up the front after our worship song and we're here to minister to anyone that needs prayer. But I encourage you to have a blessed week. Allow God's work to shift you this week, yeah? Move you into that, the way that He wants you to go. We've got um, uh, DNA happening at the end.